what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we are Agree to disagree. Like, <laughs> okay, you know, moving on, moving on. Like, well, make it fun. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Chick Chat here on the mesh.tv. We are we are midway through Fe- February, September. I about said September. I don't even know. That's not even a real word, but I just about said it because it feels like it's been forever. How are you, Jeanette? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Here we are, cross country, still remote, doing things over video. But, you know, I feel like we've talked talked COVID into the ground. We've done it. The vaccines are going out. People are getting it. Let's cross our fingers that people continue to get them and that the numbers continue to go down because I can't spend much more time talking about it. Right. I'm, Out, I'm outside at least feels on. less illegal now. I'm not, I don't feel terrible yeah. when I'm outside now. I still do feel like exactly. you have a mask on, but it, it feels less illegal. Like people aren't giving me a side eye if I'm outside anymore. Agreed. And I'm, I'm slowly trying to break back into society. Um, might have a coming yeah, out party. Same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My introverted but, is a little like, yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm ready. I'm, I'm like, ready. Was, was quarantine all that bad? Mm, I don't know. Let's I put it this like way. I'm ready little... for everybody else to be able to get outside and like do their thing and give me back my alone inside time. That's what I'm well, excited about. I'm ready for people to quit bitching. You know, that's kind of what it is, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm so fed up with the, the conversations back and forth, the debates online and everything else. Like I know it's going to happen and whatnot, but I've, I have done so many friend cleanses on my social media networks since quarantine began that I've really haven't honed in. I really look and see and know only certain people on my list and because I know I'm okay with reading about their cats and dogs and what they had for dinner that night, way more than their <laughs> politics and their beliefs about vaccines. So whatever, moving on. How are you? Yes, What's been going on? Please. You know, not much. <laughs> this is, you this know, February is my birthday month and my, my son's birthday months and it's yes. Valentine's day. So we've yes. just kind of been in, celebratory mode all month so far that's super which fun which is good yeah 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 excellent um well yeah happy late valentine's i chatted with you on your birthday happy birthday Thanks. happy birthday to the little one we're just we're just sending all the love to Jeanette's family yay thank you happy valentine's day to you out there on the west coast oh thanks it's super you know, kind of uneventful, but yeah. It was what do you get? What do fine. you get the person that you just are with twenty four hours a day? I mean, <laughs> right. there's not much secrecy to anything anymore. So, right, it's all good. It's like you've done all the lovey dovey stuff the first few weeks of quarantine, where you're like, I'm so happy to be around you all the time. And then, like month three hits, and you're like, Are you ever <laughs> leave me? 
Like, do I ever get like five minutes of myself time? <laughs> I know. It's like, we need a bigger house. I don't understand why you're that always conversation here. Goes on daily here. Like, look, we don't have enough room. <laughs> Thrown away things. There's still not enough room. Let's just get a bigger house. I can uh-huh. see why there's been like a housing market surge because people are like, I can't. Totally. I, my my choices are jail or a new house. <laughs> I'm going to choose the new right. house. Totally, jail just seems more combining than I'm already in. People, people making their uh, way through this economy just fine at that point, you know, when it comes to buying a new house. So, yeah, we're <laughs> we're kind of just doing the same thing. But, you know, what we're really here to talk about today, I, I debated, I, I debated checking with you earlier and being like, ugh, do you have anything to talk about today that's uplifting? And then I thought... I don't know. I think maybe we should just go ahead and chat about all the disappointing crap that's going on in the entertainment world and in lifestyle world, if you will. Like, okay. I started making my list of things that I wanted to talk about and they were all disappointing. So are you ready? I mean, are they all disappointing to you or will I be happy about some of them? Um, I can't think of anything that's super like, yay. (laughs) I can. I can think of something that's super yay. Okay. Well, maybe there's like half of one that is. So we might as well just jump right into it. I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about this, but there is royal family news out the wazoo to share. There's three things, actually. Three things. I don't know. Um, two disappointing, one happy, right? <laughs> so let's get the disappointing. disappointing. Oh my gosh, there is. Let's get the two disappointing out of the way first. First okay. of all, royal family disappointing news. Point number one, Prince Philip is in the hospital, yes. not feeling well, under advisory from his royal doctor says they just want to precautionary, keep him there for a couple of days just was a little under the weather. You know, Prince Philip is 99 years old. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's one of those that's like really hard to hear when somebody at 99 goes into a hospital. It doesn't matter what type of care you have, right? So that's disappointing and sad. And hopefully... That one is. He fares a little bit better and gets to come home and you know, deal with all the other royal news that's going on. Yes. That, that one is very disappointing. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's and disappointing. Not, that's good. Especially when he's 99, you always worry when you hear that news, you know, your heart drops a little, but you know, hopefully he's on the mend. He is 99. So every precaution needs to be taken, but yes, of the royal news, that one is the the disappointing one. That's unfortunate to hear. Yes. So disappointing news point B. Okay. Breaking news. Breaking news. It actually just happened this morning. I get alerts coming across my phone like my phone knows what I research or something, apparently, because I immediately started getting news alerts this morning that it is official that 
Harry and Meghan have announced they are stepping away from all royal duties. They will no longer yes. be active royal family members. This is something you and I have discussed for a long time now and had different feelings on how it was going to end up. There was discussion of thinking that they might kind of rejoin forces with their family after the queen is gone and, you know, Charles and or William, whoever at that time takes over as king, um, some thoughts that that might kind of reinstate, but it's looking like they are saying peace out royal family. I think that's true. I, I'm still hopeful that it's just news for now. Cause you know, when they, the first, when they first left as working Royals, senior Royals, mm-hmm. I think the queen then said, let's give it a year, see how you fare. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll reevaluate. Well, I think with the year of reevaluation and the other exciting news for that family, um, they probably thought it in their best interest that they continue to stay as non-working Royals. And they understood what that would mean. And, you know, they have their charity and they said, we can still work with those, just maybe not in the Royal senior working Royal capacity that we were, but charity is charity. And we can still have things and be involved in some way. Um, I think what they found and actually, you know, if there's an upside to COVID, then, you know, maybe the fact that when they moved to the States and moved to California and had their little highway hideaway, there was no choice, but, but for them to be kind of out of the spotlight and to regroup and focus. And I think more so probably for Harry than Megan, he probably benefited from that time. Um, but I'm still hopeful. And, and, you know, and, and, and honestly, either way they decide I, I'm okay with it. Cause I can understand again, he's not going to be King. His children are not going to be right. King or Queen, whatever. Um, if, you know, the newest member is a, is a girl, but they are still part of the family. And I think just f- for him, it makes sense. But the option I do believe is still there for his dad, for him to return in some capacity to work with his dad or to work with his brother as they see, maybe as the kids get closer to school age, you know, and you have to have that discussion of, do they attend school here or do they attend school in back in England? You know, I'm sure those discussions will be had at some point, but I think for the near future, this is what makes sense for them as a family. Well, we're what I'm seeing, you know, reading, and of course I'm not on the phone with the queen, or at least I haven't been today, you know? So, I mean, this is all breaking news. So we haven't had a chance to catch up, but You know, the news is, is that they, like you said, their probation period, which is what they're calling it. That was like a year long thing ends at the end of March. Um, But, uh, you know, the sources that I'm seeing online are saying that the queen was, had made it fairly clear from day one that she really didn't believe that like a hybrid option was going to work either way. It was either going to be all in or all out. Like, she wasn't really having this one foot in the door in England and one in LA. And so, right. um, you know, and when it comes to that, it sounds like, 
obviously, if that was not going to be a choice, then we're going to choose to step away. Um, you know, I just, I, I, you know, Harry will lose his military titles, which is something they're saying was really disappointing for him. Um, mm -hmm. which I'm sure, and I hope, I hope that there is a disappointing factor to this for them. Like that there is some sort of disappointment behind it. I hope it's not just a, oh, well, I don't care because they are a very important part of this culture, right? This monarchy yeah. and whatnot. Um, so hope you hope that there's a little bit of like sadness from them doing this. Um, not that I want them to be sad, maybe Megan a little bit, but Harry, I don't want unhappy. <laughs> um, but yes, that kind of bleeds into the semi exciting news that they did announce that they are pregnant with their second child and confirmed it with the photo. Megan's showing beautifully and they are expecting that child. I would imagine at the point that they've announced it now, it's going to be sooner than later that we all yeah. think, you know, because unfortunately they did announce they had a miscarriage um, this past summer. And so I would think that they probably had waited until a little bit further along um, yeah. to discuss this and to announce sure. it. Absolutely. So, you know, I know it's going to change a lot for their charities. It's going to change a lot for their involvement of what they're allowed to be involved in. Some of it really didn't have that much royal tie anyway. So those things aren't affected. But, um, you know, I read somewhere that, you know, the Queen's like, hey, you're making money from Netflix now. And we just can't really have royal family members making their own money like that. And so, yeah, you got to choose, you know the queen or Netflix. It's like a daily struggle in our house. Do you think, cause Harry still remains pretty popular. Sure. Do you think with them seeing with, and I'm, so when I say they, I'm talking about the British public, you know, there's always that group that adores the monarchy. And then there's a separate group. Who's like, it's just a privileged title. You know, they, they hold no power, you know, we're, there's only a handful right. of European countries or countries period that still have this. Do you think they'll look at the example of Harry and Meghan and say, Hey, they're making their own way. Why are we still paying for the rest of you? If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I could see that group growing louder and saying there's yes. Okay. So Charles, Charles and, and William. Okay. Your families are in line for the throne. You're one and two. But the rest of you, like, I mean, Anthony and, and um, her sister Beatrice, they have their own jobs and everyone else has their own jobs. It's kind of like, you know, <laughs> why can't you make your own money? <laughs> I mean, not that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not for or against either way. I'm, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm happy with the royal family way they want to do it. But I still wonder, like, if, if his dad and his brother will look at popularity and, and try to say you're competing against the family and we need to have another discussion. You know what I mean? It's kind of like. Yeah. I think that's going to play into it more, obviously, when the queen's gone, as you've said from day one. Yes. It's, it's nothing. Nothing's going to change right now. And there's enough people, I think, that that love the queen. Right. That's kind of the old school people that love that. They love her. They love what she's, you know, stands for, if you will. 
And then there's that skip generation of Charles's age people that I think are kind of like, ugh, Charles. And then there's <laughs> the next generation that love William, love Harry. Um, and that yeah. generation, you know, I've mentioned before here that um, my brother-in-law is from England. And, you know, he's he's talked all along like how he loves that, that William's going to be king one day. He loves it. Like that's, he's happy about that. He loves it. He thinks that he's a great, uh, uh, I don't want to say role model, but like symbol almost for them when it comes to, he's a hero. He's a, he's someone who's given back. He's someone who's involved and sees a lot of things on, on this next generation level. And so maybe that's where Harry comes back into play, but it's going to be a while. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see what happens with this father. I can see as a father, you making concessions for his son. You know, you've only got yeah. two. One yeah. of them has stepped away from the family. When you are, when you do become king and you have your coronation, you want them both standing there beside you as working members of the family. Um, yeah. Same with William. You would hope that he'd want his brother by his side when that day comes. Yeah. So you'd have to hope that maybe you're right. Queen Elizabeth has been the monarch for 60 plus years, you know? So it's like, she's very traditional. You have to respect her ways and her wishes, but you have to also wonder if dad doesn't make some concessions for his son where yes. And in, in grandmother's world, this was true. And we have to right. respect that. But here's where I'm open to maybe opening the door a little bit while still respecting her and how she yeah. did things and carrying on those traditions. But I will allow this little piece because I need you to be, a part of what I'm doing. I mean, I'm, right. I'm hopeful, you know, I'm hoping yeah, there's some concessions that like maybe you can stay over there, but we need you to come here and do this for this yeah. amount of time. I don't know. I think there's a, an over, you know, maybe it's just me. I don't know, but I just don't want it to turn into the whole Wallace Simpson thing. Right. You know where I mean? It's a black right. sheep of the family and the whole, um, I know that was different because he abdicated the throne. Like that's a different role. Right. However, he was, you know, extra I've watched the crown. I know exactly what happened. You know, it is, <laughs> I was like, I was there. He was, he, you know, he's black sheep now. And it's, it was, it was, um, you know, everybody kind of turned on him and stuff. And I know Harry's different. I know it's a different feel because he's married to Meghan Markle. Who's, you know, had her own popularity before this and whatnot. But, and he's Diana's son. Yeah. I, so I just that. don't want, I just don't want, yeah. I just don't want any, like, I don't know. I really just hope that in the future, there's no like, ugh, Harry, you know, and the people rolling their eyes about him and stuff like you can do that yeah. to Megan. I've already said that, but I don't want that to happen to Harry. Well, I think with Harry, people also do take into consideration that he was, or he is Diana's son and yep. the way he was treated, how loved she was and that he was so young when this happened Yeah, and really just respecting that there may be some emotional or some mental health issues there that go along with that. And with sure. him starting to see the same negative negativity in the press about his wife and his, ex, his expanding family, 
that it was just something that he had to remove himself from, that he wasn't yeah. ready to give up some someone he loved in favor of a title. And, and yeah. you have to respect that in some way. You know, it's kind of like, I, I watched what my what happened to my mother. I refused to watch that happen to my wife or to me um, or anyone else that I love. So I'm going to step away and put my get myself out of that situation. If you have a problem with who I've fallen in love with and who I've married and what we're doing, then I will step away from the monarch and, and the royal family and we will live as private citizens. But then that wasn't good enough. So it's almost like, you know, he had to choose no matter what he chose, someone was going to be upset, mm-hmm. but it would, in the long run, he had to choose what was right for him and his family. So we'll see how it plays out. But he, if again, it's been COVID, so we haven't seen a whole lot of them, but what you do see of them, they do, or he at least seems really settled, really happy, really calm. Um, they're doing this interview with Oprah. We'll see what happens with that because yeah, hopefully there's we no should learn a lot from that. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, I'm hoping we can learn something out. Well, you know, but, Oprah is like their neighbor. And so she's yeah. actually had a lot of contact with them. And um, yeah, it's a big deal that she's doing this interview with them. And I think it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a big deal big hit on on television i'm sure because people want to know and people want to hear and and people want to see oprah do it so right um and i think that probably has something to do with them losing their their what they call it their patronages or whatever yes whatever yeah so i think that had something to do it i do feel like maybe the royal family is bracing for this like what will they say um are they going to go into more detail than we want them to go into? Are they really going to talk about what happened when we were told that they were getting, you know, like I think they're nervous. Well, I read an article that sources quote unquote sources say that William is extremely nervous about it. He's, he's the one that's kind of feels, or again, sources have said that he's the one that's taking a bit, uh, a big hit from this personally. I think he's feels um, kind of kicked down by this, knocked down by it um, the most. And, and then on top of that, I'm sure he feels a little worried about what's actually going to happen in this interview. So, you know, he's, I think everybody understands and knows that this is going to be interesting in the, future because Charles is not going to reign as long as Elizabeth, no matter what any, you know, we have no control right. over that. That is not going to happen. He's already in his late seventies, right? Yeah. yeah. And so that's just not feasible. So no matter how long he's on there in our lifetime, we're going to have William as the King. And so I think William's already having to do some planning and prepping and preparation for it. And it is, um, you know, yeah, he's probably nervous about what's going to happen because a lot of this is going to fall to him sooner than later. Yeah. So I'm very interested. I am very interested to see the interview. I will be watching it. Oh, yeah. I will be analyzing it and (laughs) taking notes. 
<laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, that is, um, you know, that's why it was my part of disappointing news is, is not because I'm disappointed that they made the choice for their family. Obviously they do what they need to do. And, and I do understand that side of it. What I think's a little disappointing is the fact that, you know, it's kind of like a little bit of a blow to the Royal family and I love the Royal family. So I'm sad for them. Yeah, and hopefully Harry will go not, I mean, I, I'm certain he probably won't go into too much detail, Yeah, but maybe he'll go into enough detail that he'll tell us why he made the decision he made. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's something that he has to say. Not, I mean, people here yeah. probably don't care as much as people over there. You know, it's, we're like, whatever, live the yeah. California lifestyle, you know, whatever. But yeah. I think he has to provide an explanation from not from written anything that's written, but it has to be an actual interview where he says, this is why I made the decision I made. Uh He, he has to take ownership of the decision. Megan cannot, other than being one of the driving reasons he made the decision, she cannot be the reason they left as far as we made. He, I don't think he can say we made the decision. I think it has to be a, I made this decision for my family because if he and brings I, them and we, if he, if he, he will says be that, yeah, if he says that, I, I unfortunately will not believe him if he just says <laughs> I, but I get what you're saying, you know, but it, honestly, he's be- the only one who could make the decision because she's a married into the Royal family. She's not. Well, yeah, she's royal. not signing the papers or anything, but she's pulling the strings. I firmly believe that Harry wears the pants she tells him what color, like, that's my belief. You know, yeah. he's, he's wearing the pants because he's the one with the title, but she's, she's picking them out and laying them on the bed for him. So this, yeah. this is a lot of Megan puppeting some things and that that's my beliefs, my beliefs, yeah. but Oprah will get to the bottom, the bottom of it. I have she faith. Will. I have faith. Yes. If anyone's going to do it, it's Oprah. So we'll we'll find out the truth on, when Oprah. I, I need you, Oprah. I need you to pull through for us here. All right. We're going to move on because that I have more disappointing news to share. No. So the big buzz over the last week, which I'm sure you've heard of, is the Chris Harrison drama with the Bachelor franchise. Yes. All right. So just as a quick recap out there for anyone, the bachelor season is, is well underway, almost done actually coming down to the last few weeks here Um, for Matt James, which is the first feature of a black man in the lead for the bachelor. So this season already had a lot of dynamics and, I don't want to say drama because it wasn't bad drama. It was just, it was, it was a different feel. He was also someone who was outside of the bachelor franchise that came in as the bachelor where a lot of times it's been somebody that was rejected on a previous season. And so (laughs) people had a different feel about this season and boy, were we right to have a different feel because a lot has happened. So I don't know if you've been watching, but have you watched Matt James's season at all? I've watched some of it. That's one of the shows where I was very excited going into it. And then I got into it and I became very disappointed. And I was like, I'm not watching this because again, I know exactly where this is headed. Yeah. 
And I don't know if I'm happy or disappointed about it, but it all just feels very contrived to me. I'm mm-hmm. ready for something to be shaken up in a completely different way, not just let's bring some new people in. That wasn't good yes. enough. And it was right. It was weird. Yes. And unfortunately, I, you know, now I do have to say, you know, another appealing part was that Matt James is from North Carolina, went yes. to Wake Forest, played football for the Demon Deacons, you know, gotta love that stuff. So I was really, really hopeful. And I'm going to say an unpopular, possibly unpopular opinion amongst some people. I'm not sure. But I think Matt James is incredibly boring. I do not (laughs) see the dynamics behind him at all. Um, No fault of his. You know, I mean, that's uh, he seems like a great guy like that. He's very nice and kind, but he also seems very even keel. Right. And, you know, I know this is the show that you're supposed to come on and find your soulmate or whatnot, but I just feel like he's just too nice to play this role. And so that's kind Mm -hmm. of a backhanded compliment, right? Like I think he's boring. And so what has come of that is that the show has turned into, again, my opinion, the show's turned into a cat fight one week after the other. It is Mm -hmm. these women that are incredibly mean and they're the word bullied has been used more times than I can count this season. There's always drama between the women. I get it. It's 25 women living in a house, like all dating the same guy. Sure. There's going to be drama, but this season feels different. These girls are mean. Yeah. And and it's 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 off putting, you know, um, to where by this time in the season, I usually could say, like, I have a really good feeling about this person. And I really think that's who he should end up with. Right. Like, even if they don't end up together, I usually have a feeling of somebody because you can see how they are in the house and with Matt. And this season, I'm like, send them all home. Like, yeah, none of them have been good. And I wish for for Matt's sake that they would show him like behind the scenes footage or something, you know, like while you're in there. That's the next step that the Bachelor franchise needs to take is like, oh, there's actually secret cameras in the Bachelor or Bachelorette's villa where they can watch things after hours or something. And they would see the real truth behind people. But these girls are nasty. So that's. That's just the overall feeling of this this season, in my opinion. But then we yeah. have this Chris Harrison drama that has surfaced. And it's it's all it's all disheartening. It's all you know, it's kind of sad what it's all turned into, um, on many different angles. But uh basically, um Chris Harrison defended one of the contestants who was shown online on social media, their personal accounts to have attended a Confederate themed party, antebellum themed party in 2018, had documented pictures of it. Um, The party had a very racist tone when it comes to the, the, the images that were up 
Uh, this wasn't just, you know, some like, oh, let's all wear Southern Belle dresses and whatnot. It was an overall Confederate party. And um, Chris Harrison went on a podcast with Rachel Lindsay, or excuse me, an, an interview with Rachel Lindsay, who was the former bachelorette, who's kind of really made her name for herself outside of The Bachelor. And uh, he defended it in a way of saying, hey, let's let's slow down. We, we can't really talk to this contestant yet because of contracts and stuff, you know, like they're not speaking yet because the show's not over. Um, let's, let's get her story. And this was a past and this, you know, this was in the past and whatnot. Well, it, it flew off the handle there, you know, like he was defending her in this situation and those photos and this scenario and to Rachel Lindsay. And so, um, you know, Rachel kind of put him in his place. People called Chris Harrison out. And now Chris Harrison has says he is going to step aside and take a break from the Bachelor franchise. And in return, Rachel Lindsay has announced that she will not be renewing her contract with the Bachelor Nation, which... If you are familiar with it, if you make it to a certain point within any season of it, they continue a contract with you so that they can always ask you to come back in to be a advice person that does a visit or if you're going to host one of their podcasts or things like that. So she will not be renewing her contract, therefore not doing Bachelor Nation work at all. So that's the grand scheme of things. So many questions. Um, I'm disappointed in Chris Harrison. That's my disappointing news. Um, I'm also disappointed that of how this season is going. And I'm disappointed about what's going to happen in the future because I don't think it's going to be positive for the Bachelor franchise moving forward. And that is my soapbox. I will now turn it over to you, Jeanette. Yeah, so... With Matt, I agree. He was probably one of the reasons, and and I do still tune in from time to time. I'm not filling in for the fully or you know tuning in for the full two hours that it's right. on, but I do watch still and get snippets and I read up on it just to find out what's happening. Because I agree, he's not the most charismatic. He's a handsome man, yeah. Um, but I almost feel like the people that he has been have been brought in to date him. There's probably a few in there who I could, he would probably outside of The Bachelor try to get to know better and talk to, but they have mm-hmm. been pulled into this cattiness and this. Yeah. It's, it's mean. It's is the mean girl yep. season and it's, it's disappointing. And, but, um, so I agree on that front. This is probably the first time where I haven't had a favorite that I want anyone to end up with mm-hmm. and that I'm, I'm of the opinion that he should just, say thanks but no thanks to everyone and walk away single I think that would be the best scenario for him and I haven't said that on every bachelor season I've always had oh my gosh it'd be great if you know and then sometimes I even have two or three people that I'm like oh I can't choose you know if I would you know who I'd want this one there's zero yeah zero people that I would say they would make a good couple or I really like her I can't say that um but with the Chris Harrison thing, um, I think where he got in trouble was, yes, trying to defend someone who's on the show. 
And the words he used, I can I can see where he was going, but he didn't word it correctly. Exactly. But then he didn't word it correctly. He kept going. So mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is he's when when Rachel said something about the picture of the, the taken in 2018 as part of sorority party mm-hmm. from this late girl who's on The Bachelor. Um, Chris Harrison said. Well, was that offensive in 2018 or is it offensive today? And Chris and Rachel's reply was, well, I think it's offensive no matter what date it is. It's an offensive picture. And where he got in trouble was continuing down that path and saying, I think we should give her a break. You know, people are being offended by things. And to me, my personal feeling has always been from the beginning of time, the way I was taught is you don't have the right to tell someone else when they should be offended. If right. it's offensive to them and you have offended them, even if it's unintentionally, you apologize. Uh-huh. You may not have meant it to be offensive, but you don't own someone else's feelings. You have no right to tell them what should be offensive to them, regardless of timing, regardless of words said, that's not your place. If you have offended anybody in any way, that is on you. It is up to you to make it right. And I think what he he probably went back, reflected on that. He probably listened to it again, probably talked to the people at Bachelor Nation or whoever's in charge of the executives and said, that was poorly worded. The way you put that really looked like you were telling Rachel Lindsay she had no right to be offended about a slave theme party that this girl attended. And I can't even say slave theme, antebellum, but it, that's uh-huh. what draws to mind people of color. When you say we're having a plantation party, right. we're going to dress up back in the old days and celebrate the good old days. Well, to you, those were good old days. Maybe weren't so great for people of color. <laughs> you know, like that's not a time where I was freely walking around as a free person, right. you know? So and you're on the show to date a black man. If you didn't, mm-hmm. and people were saying she was 18, she went to party. At what point do you take responsibility for yourself and say, this is wrong? I knew the difference between right and wrong in 2018. Did I always make the right choices? Absolutely not. I made some terrible choices in my life, but I had to own up to those and I had to be accountable for those. I had to accept any consequences that came with that. And it's almost like Chris is still treating her like that 18 year old and trying to say she was a kid, give her a chance. Um, You know, she didn't mean it that way. Well, how do you know, you know, how do you know how she meant it in 2018 versus today? How do you know that's not who she is because she's on a TV show and she's telling you and she wants to win. Yeah. I mean, inherently who is this, who is this girl? And I think that's the problem is everyone was saying, who is screening these contestants? If we are finding this out once they're already on the show, how did you miss this? Why are you putting this girl on a show to date a black man? Like, it's almost like the show wanted this to happen because there's no way this got by all the screening people at ABC. This picture had to have come up before. The TikTok things had to have come up before. People knew who this girl was. You had to have interviewed them. You had to have talked to other people. 
and you had to know that she was coming on a show to date a black man. And now you've put Matt in a position where if she does win, everyone's going to be looking at him like, really? Out of all the girls of color that you had on there, not even all the girls of color, but even the other non-women of color there, you know, any ethnicity, this is the one you choose, the one who's going to to plantation parties? Really, Matt? And now it makes him look bad. And now he's got explaining to do. And now he has to say, this is not who she is. Well, how do you know? You knew her for six weeks. And this is who she was three years ago. This is who her family is. So... (laughs) I don't know. That's my yeah, soapbox. This is, this is the problem. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's the problem that I have with all of this at the, in the end of the game here is. So do I think Chris Harrison should step aside? Yeah. He says he's taking a break. I don't know if he'll ever be back. And honestly, I don't think people care that much anymore. You know, the season, the thing's been going on for like 40 plus seasons or something. Like people see flaws in the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise every episode. Um, I think the mean girl aspect of all of this is going to have a big outcome as well on the season, despite the other stuff. If this other stuff had not gone on, I still think there would be problems with this season on things moving forward that people are going to call for some changes because of the mean girl attitude and the word bully being put out there so much. Um, but yes, the the rumor is, is that this girl wins. Yeah. That's why the rumor, that's why people feel like Chris was actually defending her mm-hmm. is because it's almost like he was trying to ease it back a little bit because she is about to be in the public spotlight. Now, I don't know if she wins or not, but she's still there. He's about to go meet her family next week. You know, like it is, this is ongoing and it is, um, it's looking like she's one of the favorites. Okay. So yeah, you're right. If this had not been, if she hadn't been properly vetted, poor Matt James is going to have a hard time whenever the truth comes out of who he's selected, whether they are still together or not, because, I mean, for what, the past several years, it's always been like, oh, they pick somebody and they don't actually stay with them. They go to another person that they kicked out or whatever, Yeah. which sure, but it's, he's going to have to be answering some questions. And if I was Matt James, I'd sit there and say, why the hell did you put her in my season? (laughs) Right. Why didn't you let me know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like now I got to answer for y'all's problems, you know, like that's just not... It doesn't seem fair to him, right? Right. Um, and she's and again, young. I, yeah. Like I don't think that. Uh, I don't think what she's did, uh, what she did, was right. But in any dramatic situation, the the bachelor or the bachelorette, whoever ends up picking somebody in the end, knows that whatever that person <laughs> has. They don't know what's happening on social media during the the show right. filming, right? Because right. they're like locked out of it. And then it's like they come back to reality all happy and in love and with somebody. And then it's like, oh, by the way, the internet found out everything about both of you while y'all were gone. Right. Oh, by the way, your fiance is racist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who's, who signs up for this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hope you guys have had a fun six weeks because it's done now. Like, 
Welcome to the real world. Rachel's over there sitting on a guy with black faces paint on his face. So, you know, I don't know. Like, it's not, this is not, um, not going to have a good ending either way for anybody. I don't, unless Matt picks (laughs) the semi somewhat maybe possibly decent person on there, which I can't even remember the people's names right now because I don't care for any of them. This just does not look like it's going to end well for Matt James. And, you know, Chris Harrison's can, he can go sit on his pile of money in his house and be just fine for a little while, like Mm -hmm. taking his time out. But I don't know that he's going to come back in any way. Like, I don't know that he needs to. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. I vote for Wells Adams to come out from behind the bar at Bachelor in Paradise and become the new host, bring a little bit of life and a little less serious tone to this show. because Some levity. Chris Harrison makes it extreme. Absolutely. Chris Harrison has learned over the years to make it, quote, the most dramatic season yet. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. But let's have a little bit of fun with it. Bring Wells in as your host and have these people going into it saying, you know what? If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Maybe we can go to paradise and have a good vacation. Like, that's fine. Let's watch that. But these girls are driving me nuts on this season. They're and can so I mean. say, so mean. There are always girls and, and guys who do the bachelorette or who do the bachelor, not the bachelor or the bachelorette themselves, but the people who come on to date them are, I would say, I don't know, I'm not going to give a percentage, a percentage, but I think there are always a group within each of those who don't want to fall in love with the bachelor, the bachelorette. What they want is a spot to be the next bachelor or bachelorette or a spot on bachelor in paradise. This girl is 23 or 24. I don't think she came on the bachelor to find the love of her life and get married. She has Bachelor in Paradise written all over her. Just in the way she's acted and done things. And I always think that it's one of those things where when they make it to the... they Their goal is to always make it far so that you're memorable. So that you can get one of those spots. But I always think there's at least one or two in those groups that make it far. Even to the hometowns that are like, crap, how do I blow this now? So Because I really don't... like. I want to be on Bachelor in Paradise or I want to be the next Bachelorette. I don't want this. Um, right. So that's that's right. the vibes I get from a lot of these people. And she was one of the people who initially gave me that vibe. A couple seasons before, the girl with long blonde hair, um, I don't remember her name, but, but she went on Bachelor in Paradise and ended up coming out of the closet on that show by dating a female um, on that show, Finding Love with a Female. Hannah something... Yeah, she was she Hannah was not liked on the like show. Like she was always telling one of those girls who was running to tell on other girls. Um, and I always got that vibe from her that she's there for something different, like either to be the bachelorette or to be on Bachelor in Paradise. And I was right. <laughs> and but then I ended up liking her on Bachelor in Paradise. Like that was where she is like in her element, like wanting to hang around the girls and have fun. That's because not being a competitive situation. That's right. Well, uh, Bachelor in Paradise, as as 
kind of awkward as it may be, does take away a little bit of the competitive factor, even yeah. though they're still, you know, fighting yeah. back and forth for one person or whatnot, but it's, it's not one single person. Right. There's multiple possibilities. Right. There's other fish and in the sea. You're not all dating one man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I guess so, but it's, it's just really, this season's really turned me off. And it was even before the Rachel Chris drama. Um, just in general, like I said, you know, I've had problems with yeah. this all across the board. And, you know, am I going to watch to see what it ends up with? Of course. I mean, yeah. good gracious. Well, I'm not going to stop now. But I know now, but I'm purely watching for Matt now. You know, like I'm really yeah. watching out of curiosity of what's going to happen. <clears throat> I don't, you know, Chris Harrison's not going to... um I don't think he's going to be there for women tell all, right? Or he no, stepping he's away. there for women tell all, but he's he's not there That's for me. after the final rose. Yeah, That's after the final rose. Yeah, which is I'm yes. going to tune in for that because that's always good. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see where all of this goes because it's going to have to be addressed. They're going to have to talk about it. He's not, Chris Harrison's the one, you know, moderating that after the final rose and he's not going to be there. So how are they going to handle it? You know what? Bring Chris out and put him on the couch, put him on the couch and have somebody ask him questions, you know, like, okay, tell us, you know, what's going on, what happened, where are you now, blah, blah, blah. And so that, you know, let's have Chris be one of the people under, under the hot light and see what happens. Yeah. I think the one thing that's bothered me through all this is that if you look at social media, which I try not to do in situations like this, everyone, like, I don't know if they just don't read and they just look at the headlines, but there's been a lot of how could they fire Chris Harrison? And I'm like, that's not what's happening. And then they're equating his getting fired, which is right. how they're interpreting it to be Rachel Lindsay's fault because she asked a question and had the nerve to be offended by something that he said, like, that's not at all what happened. And I know she's not renewing her contract, but I would almost like to see that lie. I would almost like to see her on After the Rose Live interviewing yeah. Matt and whoever his choice Agreed. is and Chris and saying, Chris, we've both been put in yeah. the spotlight because of things that were said. Let's clear it up. You know, mm -hmm. this is what I said. And she didn't come across as angry during the interview. He just said, was it offensive in 2018 or is it offensive now? And all she said was, well, I think it's offensive anytime. You know, I, I don't think there's a time when that's not offensive. That was the extent of her statement. And it wasn't like she was hounding him yeah. saying, how dare you defend this girl? You know, he went on to say whatever she said. And she was like, right, fair. But she just made the statement. It's offensive anytime. And that's what people picked up on. And it's yeah. almost like, again, don't tell her when to be offended. Mm -hmm. Like if she says, if you present me with a, a yeah. picture of my husband at a, one of these parties, I'm offended. I'm not defending my husband for doing it. And that's not what she said, but I'm saying that's what, you know, she's like, right. I mean, I don't, is it ever okay? <laughs> is blackface ever okay? Is in, intimidate and, you know, making fun of anybody ever okay? You know, there's several things that are not okay. It's not just right. this. There are several things that are just anytime you do them, there's no context around it that would make it okay. Did she know better? We hope she did. Yeah. 
She probably wasn't thinking three years ago, I'm going to be on The Bachelor dating a black guy. I probably shouldn't do this. <laughs> but so, I mean. Right. She did what she wanted to do in the time. Yeah. She had a good time. Leave it at that. I think he went a little too far in his defense of her. And that was where he got in trouble. Because it wasn't like Lindsay was browbeating him saying, defend this girl and then I'm going to get mad at you for doing it. He just said, was it offensive right. or is it offensive? No, right. it's like, no, it's always offensive, Chris. Just so you know, that something like that is always offensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he even went so yeah. far to be like, people were having we've, those type of parties all the so time. <laughs> Still offensive. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it is, uh, we've seen a lot of this drama and people, you know, really having some life lessons and teachable moments and everything else over the past year, you know, and it's, um, I just hope some things kind of get through to some people, you know, let's, yeah. And I, you know, people are always come on fraternities, like don't have dumb parties anymore. Like just well, figure this out too. It, what I read and I don't know how true it is. Cause I'm not, you know, part of that sorority or, or anything. But what I read is that that sorority had act, the national chapter had actually um, said you can't do these parties and they did it anyway. Like they had prohibited these type of parties and they went ahead and held one anyway. Um, but I think what disappoints me is everyone. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I don't know wait, what sorority it is. You mean to tell me a fraternity? <laughs> well, it was a fraternity. And, and, and we're saying that there's a fraternity that was breaking the rules and right. having a party. Well, what I read was sorority. Hold up. So I don't know okay. if it was, I don't know if the fraternity had the same rule, but what I read was that whatever party they went to, that sorority that she was in had said, oh, you can't have these parties. So maybe they got around it by saying, we're not actually having it. We're just attending it. But whatever it was, that sorority was like, we did not condone this. We did not approve this. This was not something on this on this yeah. sorority. This is on that yeah. chapter. Um, and I yeah. I think the other thing that has disappointed me between between this and everything is everyone just getting offended by the cancel or woke culture. You know, again, it's one of those things. I don't think it's something where people are intentionally trying to cancel people or becoming woke all of a sudden. I think it's more of people are now having their feet held to the fire and say, you have to answer for this. People can choose yeah. to still support that person. No one's calling for anyone's life to be ruined. I, I would say in most instances, I'm sure some people feel differently, but that's what sure. bothered me about the Chris thing too is, oh, are now we supposed to, are people so woke now and now we got to cancel Chris Harrison. I didn't see it as that. I saw it as Chris stepping away and saying, yeah, I went too far. Let me just take a moment. I may have been doing this too long. Let me step back for a minute, take some time and just reflect on everything. Yeah. And we'll see yeah. what goes through. He didn't, and, he didn't get fired. He didn't quit. He's just stepping was, away. And, and, and taking a time out. Maybe yeah. that is what more people should do. Take yeah. a time out, take a breather. Like you said, nobody's trying to ruin his life. It's not that. And he didn't get fired. He didn't quit. He chose to step away, <clears throat> give himself a timeout, and 
And quite honestly, maybe some people need to do that more often to like, just let the flames die down a little bit, you know, and and let everybody clear their head, let everybody, you know, not, he, he knows how important he is to the franchise and his face and his reputation. So he, he knows better than to be like trying to come on to the, you know, final rose ceremony or whatever and act like nothing's happened. Right. Right. He he gets it. He needs, he needs to step away for a bit and he's doing it. So we'll see what happens. I don't know if he's going to come back at all, but I think there will be a new type of bachelor bachelorette moving forward. At least I hope so. Yeah. So with that, Speaking of more disappointing news, however, not surprising. (laughs) Kim and Kanye, Dunzo. I know that I do not have an official report from Kim because, again, we've been busy and have not chatted yet. However, uh, Kanye did spend the holidays in his Wyoming ranch. Uh, Kim has been sporting no ring on her finger and all signs point to divorce heading their way. Are you surprised? Um, you know, honestly, I think I was a little surprised when I read the headline, but not shocked. If that, if that makes sense. It was kind of like, you know, I, I, (laughs) I do watch keeping up with the Kardashians. And so they always seem like, kind of an odd couple, but also a couple that really genuinely loved each other. Like he seemed yeah. completely different with her than what he presented to the public. And so I always saw that. I always saw her protecting him. And as far as, you know, well, yes, he's eccentric, but you know, he's, and then you'd see him with the kids and you're like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe there's two of sides of him. There's the public side and then there's that side. So but you also saw some things like where he would do some things in public where you could probably think, how does she put up with this? Like, how does she condone him doing this stuff where it's not shocking that that's where it's heading, but still kind of when you read the headlines, like, Oh, you didn't see it coming, I guess right away when it happened. So that was surprising. But did you know that this was probably eventually where it was heading? I mean, I think, the writing's been kind of on the wall for that, but I also wouldn't have been surprised if they if they went the duration and lasted fifty years together. That would not have surprised me either. So, I'd say I was surprised, but not completely shocked, just because of who Kanye is. Yeah, it's, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a horrible, sad situation. Nobody wants anybody to get divorced, and obviously they have children yeah. together, and they have this, you know. But this lifestyle that they both live does not lend itself to an easy marriage. Marriage is hard in the first place, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine being a Kardashian and Kanye West on top of that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that just adds a whole new layer of stuff. But nonetheless, there's not much to this story other than the fact that it hasn't been confirmed by anybody yet. Um like a hundred percent, but all the signs, all the people out there talking are saying this is what's happening. 
Now we're just kind of waiting, I guess, for the official word. As we know, the Kardashians are finishing their run of mm-hmm. keeping up with the Kardashians on television. So this is all for them on that. Obviously, we'll see them again and other things. But I feel like everything's just got a whole bunch going on right now. And uh, I, I foresee an announcement in the very near future coming. So sorry for that. Hate that that's happening. Yeah. Um and and I do have another <laughs> another bad news to share. Again, this is bad for me. I don't really know if it's bad for you, but it is bad for me. Um, so have you heard that the Sex in the City franchise is getting a reboot? Yes. Okay. Well, did I hear so a reboot? Doing- is it? Is it? The, is this the one with the same cast? Well, yes, it's a series that's going to be coming out. Okay. Um, and I thought and it was a not, movie, I mean, but okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, it's not a um, reboot per se, but this reboot as in bringing sex in the city back to life. Um, okay. And yeah, so that was, that's, it's, it's coming back. I don't know what, I mean, I guess they're calling it a reboot because that's what everybody does these days, right? Is a reboot. Um <laughs> You know, in a while back, we learned that, um, oh, what's her name? The one that played Samantha. Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. That she would not be coming back. Yeah, she would not Mm -hmm. be coming back because, as we all know, there's always been tension on the set between Kim Cattrall and the other cast members. And so it was not a big surprise whenever they said that she would not be returning to this series. The it it is going to be it's going to be on HBO Max and it's a 10 episode revival called and just like that. You know, as Carrie okay. would say sometimes in her show and just like that. Boom. So we knew that Samantha Jones uh was not coming back on. And then recently we found out that um David Eigenberg, the man that plays Steve Brady, Miranda's Mm-hmm. husband is not coming back on the show. Um, but the biggest blow yet in my mind has been that it's now being reported that Chris Noth as Mr. Big is not returning mm-hmm. to the show either. And I just am starting to wonder why anyone would watch this show now. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking the same thing. Like, I think I'll pass. I mean, <laughs> I like the three of them. It's now like, there's only so much any cosmos. I mean, between the, Samantha Jones, let's be honest. She was the exciting friend. She was the one who kind of was like doing mm-hmm. her own thing. She had the most, I don't know if I'd call it an exciting lifestyle, the most eccentric lifestyle. Let's go with that one. She was the one who had, you know, yes. she could be, did what she wanted when she wanted and she didn't care what anybody thought, you know, and the other three always had something else going on, whether it was in their marriages or with their relationships or, you know, just life in general. And so I like the other three, but without their, now without Mr. Big, and I'm assuming he, in his character, unless they're going to change it, would still be married to Carrie. I don't know. I have no idea. And Miranda, I know her and her, her and Steve had some problems in the movie, but they found their way back to each other. Yeah. And then 
Yeah. I, I know the other one was always having kids. <laughs> so like, yeah. And she had I, adopted a couple and she had her own. And so she had like Rose. And her and husband, Lily. I love. I do too. Yeah, I do so, too. But I, um, I just don't know. What were, what are they? I don't do? understand where it's all going what is this to go be? now. Yeah. That might be one of those. Let me watch the first episode and see, because I just, I don't know <laughs> how I feel yeah. about that. But I saw that <laughs> well, news and I was really, yeah, I was just kind of I mean, upset about it. <laughs> and, and the other thing about Samantha is she is dating probably the most attractive of all. <laughs> like Smith is nice looking. He was not, he was some Smith, eye candy there for this. So Smith Jarrett can get it for sure. <laughs> so I don't know. And I, I did yeah. read that Samantha's absence is going to be explained just like what's going on in real life is that they're just not friends anymore. I'm going to need more than that. Like, <laughs> I, I'm going to need it an just because she's in California Oprah. and y'all are in New York. <laughs> hey, let's sit down with Oprah and. There's only so much sitting in Carrie's closet that we're going to be able to watch. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what kind of adventures these crazy married ladies get into around the city since their husbands won't be on screen. I don't know. <laughs> now I'm disappointed, too. You, this has ended on a very somber note. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I hate to be the bummer of the episode, but... All those topics, none of them were all that exciting or happy. So that's why I kind of went into this episode like, uh, wah, wah. Do you uh, think like the producers or the director are sitting around going, well, who do we have? Like, what now? Do we bring Matthew Broderick in? Just like, let's just do their real life. Let's just do reality. Because I'm like, one's running for office. One's married to Matthew Broderick. I mean... So you think they're sitting there going, what are they going to do? Yeah. (laughs) What are they going to do? Like the writers are like, do we bring Aiden back? (laughs) Oh, please. By all means, bring Aiden back. What? You got to bring Jennifer. You got to bring Jennifer Hudson's character back from Kansas city. All of them. She's St. Louis. (laughs) Louise from St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. That's right. So I'm I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, I was not upset about I mean, I was upset about Big not being on there. Like we all kind of refell in love with him at the end of the seasons and then plus with the movies. Yeah. Or at least I did that. So I I I'm a little sad that he's not gonna be in it. So I kind of feel like Chris Moth was somebody that got better looking with age. That was my thing. He's Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I hate that he's not going to be there, but of course I will watch for a little bit to actually see what's going on. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But in order to end on some positive news, some positive news here is that I have some recommendations of things to watch. And I think you have a couple of recommendations to give as well of things to maybe perk people up a little bit and give them some happiness after this dreadful um, bout of entertainment news. Um, 
So we're going to do this segment of what we're watching and and we'll we'll each go back and forth here. Um I'll go first. My first recommendation for you guys to watch at home is Firefly Lane, which is out now on Netflix starring Katherine Heigl and Sarah Chalk. Um it is a book that uh, I believe there's like a series of it maybe, but either way, um, the book's been out for a while now it's been, you know, Catherine Heigl produced this into a series. It's 10 episodes. It's a real easy watch, but it is uh, very interesting how it's done. It actually floats between three time periods throughout their lives. It's set mostly in the um, 60s, 80s, and early 2000s. And you're actually flipping between those three time periods of these two girls that are best friends that grew up on Firefly Lane, the ups and downs that they have about everything. It's a good, easy girlfriend watch. It's one that, you know, I don't foresee a lot of dudes sitting down watching it, but we're on Chick Chat. So I recommend Firefly Lane. What about you, Jeanette? Okay, so my first one is one that I was skeptical about because the lead the reason I watched it got killed off in the first episode, but it's oh. Sky. Oh yeah. That big was, Sky. That was the Ryan, what I thought was the Ryan Phillippe show. Sam. And, and it didn't turn out great for him, but I continued to watch the, the entire first episode or not episode, but season arc with, um, you know, everything that was going on there, the girls that were kidnapped and it had a little break in between the two different seasons. So I watched them both. And let me tell you, yes. I didn't think it could get yes. any better. And it did. Still not a huge fan of a couple of the characters on there as far as just their the way that they're act. I don't know if it's their acting ability or their character on the show. Because I don't want to put down their acting. Maybe they're acting exactly yeah. the way they should be for the show. But I'm not a fan of the right. character on the show. But um Wow, I will say that it took some twists that I wasn't expecting and it kept me engaged. And now I'm actually looking forward to next season. The this se- season just ended this past Tuesday with the season finale. Um, so I'm interested to watch the next season. And what's interesting about it is they're kind of introducing a new storyline while still holding on to some of the pieces from this storyline, mm. I was concerned that it was going to continue just be this show about this. We're following these characters the whole time. And you always know what's going to happen because they're the main characters, right? No one can get caught or die <laughs> every episode or else right. you're out of a show. So I was excited to see that the, the premier, the what's going on the next season actually brings in some new something new for them to investigate while still investigating this crime that just happened that we're still getting getting over so um or still in the middle of so yeah big sky is actually worth it even without ryan Phillippe. <laughs> and you know they do okay. a good job of still putting putting a nice bow on things i'd say okay Excellent. Big Sky on ABC. My next one, I recommend WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. Did not truly think 
this whole series through before I started watching it and became invested. I started watching the trailer teaser on it. Did not think I was watching what I was ending up watching, but I am. Um, turns out this show is a Marvel character series. Mm-hmm. And I was not aware of that. Um, luckily, however, I have two brothers that were big comic book nerds and have explained <laughs> everything to me. So this uh, this is a series that they put out on Disney Plus because of Marvel, obviously, where you know Disney mm-hmm. owns Marvel now. The two main characters, Wanda and Vision, who a lot of people, not me, but a lot of people understood before watching this, that they are Mm -hmm. two of the Avenger characters. And so it is, um, I'm pretty sure that all Marvel fans started watching this show thinking they're getting an Avengers show and then quickly realized I don't understand what the hell's going on. Um, Just to give a quick understanding, if you do choose to watch it, every episode, which I think they're going to have 10, maybe they come Mm -hmm. out in a drip format. So they come out on Fridays, one every Friday, which I'm excited. I get to watch one tonight, (laughs) but they are, um, every episode is a different decade television show. So, first episode is set in the 50s, and they film it like a television show. You hear an audience laugh track behind you. There's, uh, it's black and white, and it's like you're watching, like, I Love Lucy or The Dick Van Dyke Show or Bewitched, okay? They say silly things, whatnot, but there's little tiny weird things that happen that you're like, what is going on? Like, I don't understand where that just came from. The next episode was set in the 60s, but in the storyline of the show, it's the very next day. So you're watching day after day, but things, weird things start happening. (laughs) And one of the best parts, which I think, Jeanette, you would truly appreciate my love for this as well, is that they do opening credits for it and they do fake commercials And the opening credits, they have like an 80s and a 90s one, you know, so it's like you're watching the Full House opening credits or something, but they've made it into one for WandaVision. And then in the middle of the show, they actually have a fake commercial for like something that Stark has done or something that there's like a new toy coming out or a type of food or something. So going into this, watching it, I was extremely confused I'm watching this black and white, what I kind of thought was just going to be like some sort of I Love Lucy reboot. Watching it, it breaks to a fake commercial, comes back (laughs) 22 minutes into the show, credits come on, and and it's because there's so much going on there, it's really long credits, it's like six minutes worth of credits. And I sat there thinking I was going to miss something. So I watched six minutes of credits thinking that something was about to happen. Like that was part of the show or whatever, but it wasn't, it was just credits so that, you know, if you do watch it, you can skip right through those. But yeah, it's like a 30 minute show. Very easy. Um, But I'm hooked and I think about it like all week about what's actually going on. So I highly recommend WandaVision on Disney plus. 
I'm glad you recommended that. That's one that I want to watch. My daughter and I are trying to get through all the Avenger movies because from what I've heard about WandaVision is for those Marvel fans, there's some foreshadowing into characters potentially. So I'm interested, like, I don't want to, I don't want to miss anything in, in WandaVision. Like I should be paying attention to. So I'm trying to get through all the movies with my daughter first and then dive right into that. But I am, I am interested. I didn't realize the format was the way you explained it, but intriguing. Yes. I'm invested. I do think you would especially enjoy having understood like TJIF that we used to watch on Friday nights or, you know, I did used to watch uh, Happy Days and Bewitched and stuff like that when I was growing up. Um, My parents watched it and stuff too. So I love this format. It's really interesting how they've done it. So I really encourage you to watch it. So you have to go back and watch the Marvel movies after you're done. Yeah, I've watched some of them. I have not gotten to the end of them, which is where it's more involved with Vision and Wanda. Yeah, towards the end. Yeah, yeah. and so um, some of the stuff now that I've gotten Mm -hmm. further in this series, I get. Like, I get some Mm -hmm. of it because of the Marvel reference. But honestly, you don't have to have seen all these Marvel movies to uh to to get this it everybody everybody my brothers like i said who are big marvel and comic book nerds about it at first started watching it going what the hell like that was <laughs> yeah it was it was strange to everybody so you do not have to be invested in the marvel franchise in order to appreciate this show and it really could stand alone yeah okay yeah what you got All right, so my next one is Real Housewives of New Jersey, which just kicked off last night, but the previews, let me tell you, the first episode was a doozy. Like, they kicked it off with a bang, and then they went into the previews, and my mouth was just like, what? Like, I wanted it to be on Netflix so I could just binge watch it all in one night. Um, Plus, I've read some things that, Usually, you know, I, I'm happy about all the the Housewife franchises that come on. I get in, I get excited to see them, but this one, I'm like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> like, what is happening? So, Real Housewives of New Jersey. I don't have any details yet because it just started. But man, let me tell you, if, if the rest of the season is anything like last night's episode, we are in for some real like. I don't know if it's going to be. There's going to be fights. I'll just say the previews make it clear that there will be conflict. But let okay. me tell you, this stuff is, I'm excited. So so if I've never watched New Jersey before, uh-huh. can I come into it? Yeah. Now. I, other than not knowing who these women are and what their relationship to each other is, um, yeah. I think you'll be fine. Because it's just okay. a lot of... Rumors and cat fighting and same old, same old yeah. housewives format. The only thing you'll be missing yeah. out on is how are they friends? What are their previous relationships? But I, but yeah, you can watch it without having okay. to watch anything else. Okay. Okay. Well, I need to mark that. I've actually heard some other buzz online of people like saying, oh my gosh, what happened last <laughs> night on New Jersey? And I'm, I was intrigued. So I'm glad you said that. I might just have to set that up on my DVR now. 
Yes. Okay. Exciting times in New Jersey and Franklin Heights. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm in, I'm interested. So my last one to recommend for this episode is something that's also only had one episode and I, um, so I don't know what else is going to happen, but it is men in kilts on the stars network. This is unlike any other show that I normally would talk about on here. This is a road trip show where um, the it's called Men in Kilts, A Road Trip with Sam and Graham. So Sam, and I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Hewan, maybe, um, and Graham McTavish. These are two Scotsmen who are both actors in the Outlander series. And, and they're both handsome, and they're both <laughs> with fantastic accents. And they are in like this little sprinter van sort of thing where they are driving across Scotland and hitting up some of these historical spots and um, breweries and distilleries and fancy restaurants and stuff. And they're basically hitting up all the hot spots in Scotland and learning along the way, like how the true Scots do things. So the, the scenery is beautiful. The hosts are beautiful. The information is neat because you're learning some, some kind of cool things. This first episode was a um, one about food and drink. So they were going purposely to talk mainly about um, like imports, exports, whatnot. So they go and they do these activities with somebody. You know, they were talking about how big the seafood export is in Scotland, which I had no idea about, but so they go out on a shrimping boat with somebody and they film and it's very relaxed. Like you can tell there's really no script. There's no notes anywhere. They're just talking. (laughs) And it's, it's just, it was really pretty to watch all around pretty and handsome and pretty to watch. So uh, men in kilts on stars For those of us that are waiting for the next season of Outlander, this should tide you over a little bit. So this is a reality series, basically, on stars? I think of it more like a little docuseries. It's not really um, reality, as in it's just them talking and going through and having this little adventure. But these two guys are buddies, you know? And so they're they're like taking a road trip together and... the. And it's like, you just have one cameraman with them, you know, and, and it's just, it's just interesting. Like I said, it's funny to watch. And so, um, but if you like scenery and a little bit of lightheartedness to it, so it's not just like the history of Scotland, it's not that, um, but these two guys make it worth it. So men in kilts. Okay. So do you have a last one for us, Jeanette? So my last one is... Married at First Sight, the American one, because there is one for Australia, which I haven't seen yet. Um, but yes, Married at First Sight. So the season is probably about maybe four episodes in. And this is always an interesting show, but I, f- I feel like this year, maybe they didn't match people up. 
the way they have in the past. Because <laughs> um, usually there's some type of interview and assessment that people complete to say, you know, what are you looking for? Yeah. And they match people up by their similarities, um, things that they're interested in. So it's it, the premise is somebody you may not have been introduced to or maybe even initially attracted to at the beginning. And, and I wouldn't say anybody's like unattractive. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But somebody that you wouldn't normally say that go to your type is who the experts say is your perfect match. And so when you get married at first okay. sight, it's, you're marrying someone who on paper is your perfect match. I don't know if these people lied on their assessments <laughs> or if the expert <laughs> completely got it wrong this season, but it, it not all couples, but there were a couple couples on there that I'm like, they don't even like each other. <laughs> like, they have nothing in common <laughs> other than they both say, yeah, I like this one thing. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> You're not going to get through life like having one thing. Cause you both like the same TV show. That's not going to cut it. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we both like to travel. Great. <laughs> Everything else is like completely opposite. <laughs> and so I don't know if they were just like, let's make it fun this year. But there's already like couples talking about divorce. And oh, by the way, I still love somebody else. Like, why are you here? <laughs> why are you here? It's completely. I was, it's kind of trashy this year. Um, and normally, you know, there's some conflict and there's some arguments because you're you're married to somebody you don't know, so there's always that. But this well, is this is this is weird. <laughs> this so this is strange. See, I went through this my first year of college when I filled out the form and then they did potluck with your roommate. Okay. For your dorm, you know, and they assign you with someone. Right, that they think is going to be your best roommate on paper. <laughs> right, and I know I told the truth. Pretty sure this girl that I got put with told a lie, but whatever. That's a whole nother podcast. So I get it. You know, like they clearly did not vet and put this through as as they should, is what it sounds like. But. Anyway, what does this come on? Is this on like cable? This is on uh, USA. Um, USA, okay. Yeah, I think it's on. You have, I get confused between when the American version is on and when the Australian version is on. I think it's on Wednesdays or Thursdays. Don't hold mm -hmm. me to that, but it is on USA. So you can look it up okay. on USA. But Married at First Sight. But I hear right. the Australia one's pretty juicy too. I just haven't gotten around to that one yet. We're on the second season of that here in the US of A. So, but yeah um makes you makes you proud to be an american i might have to switch to australia because i don't know what's happening with these people i don't want to see people like just like i'm like i don't know if i'm going to do the destruction of your marriage because the experts are like wouldn't this be fun these <laughs> right? stupid producers Ugh. And there's i mean there's a couple people where it's like obviously one person likes the other person more than that person likes them and it's hard mm -hmm. to watch it's just it's like watching someone with a crush get rejected like every Aww. 15 minutes when it's your segment oh <laughs> like, yeah i'm like oh i don't want to watch this this so is not sad. fun for I don't me. Watch it anyway. 
Yeah, it's so um, horrible. Go watch it. <laughs> if you like to watch train wrecks, this is the show for you. <laughs> you know, that that sounds sort of like this whole podcast, Jeanette. <laughs> if you're interested in train wrecks, tune in now because we've got them all listed for you. This was the Debbie Downer episode. Like, nah, I nah. think so. <laughs> I think so. Sorry to do that to you, but you know, nobody's out there helping me very much with, with their topics by doing Look, much good right now. Outside's opening up again. It's it's going to get better. The, the news is going to get juicier. I got fingers crossed from, from, for the next episode that some good stuff has happened. Fingers crossed. Oh, I know. that's <laughs> That was a lackluster effort. But, all right, well... That's all I got for today. At least we ended on some fun things of what people can go and watch so that they can escape their own reality and live through somebody else's train wreck. All right. Well, I'm Mary Margaret. That's Jeanette. We're Chick Chat. And we hope that you enjoy the show and that you will write in and let us know what you think. Or if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss, you can email us at info at themesh.tv. Find us on Instagram our website, themesh.tv, where all the shows on The Mesh are shown and listed and updated daily. There's something for everybody, so definitely go check it out. Until next time, Jeanette, take it easy. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, always fun. Absolutely. Here's to sunnier days ahead, everybody. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.